0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Witchvix. Today I'm diving into my pile of movies that I still haven't reviewed um, because my DVD shelf has been just a little bit full and to that end we will be looking today at a movie called The Cleansing which I knew literally nothing about when I started watching it. I bought it for £3 in Asda. Because it was in their like Halloween DVD section, and you might have seen it in my shopping in Bristol haul video, uh, so that's the one we're going to be looking at today. It is a certificate 15, it was released in 2018, and uh, it does contain some sort of gore and uh, various sort of bloody elements. Also, I'm going to trigger warn for a scene which is sort of reminiscent of sexual assault. Um, it is a scene in which they try and find a witch's mark on someone, um, so it isn't actually sexual assault but is enough uh is similar enough to that but i felt that i should trigger warn for that not really anything to do with the movie but thought i'd start out with a quick moan about asda i purchased the film it was obviously the dvd box was in plastic wrap inside the cardboard sleeve went through the self-checkout purchased it didn't think any more about it until now like two months later when i came to watch it and discovered that it had a security tag on the dvd inside the cardboard sleeve um so in order to get the disc out i had to break the case um i feel like you shouldn't let people go through the self-checkout with dvds if they have these tags on them uh, and it should trigger something that will alert me to the fact that i find something that i can't actually open um so that's annoying as fuck, and I advise you to check on that if you're buying things from ASDA. But aside from that, um, I did actually enjoy this film and do recommend that people watch it. Uh, I will say it's quite similar to The Witch. Um, obviously came out a while ago. It, I would say, is not maybe as good as that film, but is definitely like if The Witch is a ten out of ten, this is definitely a strong nine. Uh, so. I encourage you to go watch that if you enjoy the witch and uh, to be aware of spoilers in this review before going to see the film because I will be talking about plot elements and twists and turns that the plot does take. So in starting up the the DVD uh, I was greeted by five separate trailers for other films. Uh, This film is produced by High Flyers and Tornado Studios and there were three trailers also by those companies uh, which were sort of historical films set in World War II and one which was about Boudicca apparently. Uh, So historical films uh, with an emphasis on women because one of them was uh, The Angel of Auschwitz. So I was kind of hopeful from those trailers because it did seem that, that a lot of effort had been put into the historical setting the acting in the trailers was pretty good and although it did have kind of a whiff of the low budget about it just something in terms of like the lighting and how some of the shots were done uh, didn't seem like they had like a massive budget uh, but it definitely did seem like those films were pretty good quality the other two trailers were for films by uncorked entertainment which looked terrible so uh, <laughs> i was kind of happy that uh, the companies that were involved in the making of this film, the cleansing were the ones on the good semi well produced looking trailers, so I had high hopes going into the film, and for the most part, I was not disappointed as i 've already said, it was quite a good film, and I enjoyed watching it and now i 'm going to get down into the nitty gritty of why I enjoyed it, what the film is about, and uh, how the story unfolds. So the main character you do find out her name, I think about twenty minutes into the film, but her name is Alice. Um, We open on a scene of her kind of uh, crawling out of a river by a waterfall. Uh, She's got a big bloody head wound and in her hand she is holding a sort of pentacle made out of sticks, uh, like a wicker pentacle. So that's a little bit strange and concerning and she then wanders further into the woods and then screams but like no sound comes out Uh, and then she wakes up as if from a dream so not entirely sure what that is about and it does get explained later on in the film but it was a nice way to open the film and, and give it some mystery as to what is actually going on. Now the back of the box talks about a plague and the fact that Alice is concealing her mum's illness from the village and that when this is discovered her mum is killed by a character called the Cleanser and that then she is put on trial for witchcraft and gratifyingly this all does take place quite quickly uh, in the film in the first sort of 20 minutes we see the unfolding of all of the events described on the back of the box which I was really pleased about like I was really worried that the whole film was going to be taken up by events that had already been given away on the box but no that does not happen we see short scenes of her taking care of her mum preparing home remedies um, washing her bloody clothes in secret so as not to give away that her mum is you know coughing up blood because of the plague she is washing them in the communal water supply that is the river which is not a great call but you know needs must the local priest seems suspicious of her because he sees her gathering these medicinal herbs and he remarks that he hasn't seen her and her mother in church recently so he he kind of is kind of a giveaway that he knows what's going on and she says nothing in her own defense she just turns and leaves and her silence kind of goes on in the movie but is eventually explained as to why she doesn't seem able to talk and then when she does speak seems to do so incredibly selectively the cleanser is essentially a sort of plague doctor looking character with a big burlap plague doctor face mask He's a little bit scary. He seems to be kind of like a travelling plague doctor who goes from village to village, killing people who have the plague and trying to root out the cause behind it. But he doesn't seem to be doing much doctoring. He's sort of like a cross between, I guess, a witch finder general and a plague doctor. But they do find out that her mum is sick with the plague and she is duly executed and thrown into the plague pit. Uh, and at this point we are introduced to a village person who is like a dark haired lady. Uh, And she seems sympathetic towards Alice and stops Alice from, like, running to the plague pit and, I guess, maybe throwing herself on top of all the burning corpses. Which is, like, a good call. And we later find out that this character's name is Mary. Conversely, there is a woman with a sort of white head wrap on. Uh, I don't know that we ever find her name out. That's a lie. You find that in, like, one of the final scenes that it's Victoria. Uh, Victoria seems to be... um, giving everyone evil stares and we'll later see that she goes kind of ham on the whole witch hunting thing so she's definitely not a nice lady. We get a scene then of Alice reading a book in her house which I think is meant to be the bible though you don't see anything on the front or inside the book uh, to indicate that it is but she seems to get like no comfort from that and then takes it into the woods and burns it. Um, I was kind of wondering at this point if she'd be able to read uh, at all, uh, given that this is the 14th century, ostensibly, according to the cover of the DVD, and also whether she would have a Bible at all, like books being quite valuable a quick Google tells us that William Tyndall in 1536 uh, was burned at the stake for translating the Bible into English Uh, and according to Tyndall the church forbid owning or reading the Bible to control and restrict the teachings and to enhance their own power and importance so you know that's in the 1500s and this is meant to be in the 14th century and and yet she seems to own a book and own a Bible So even if it isn't a Bible and I don't know why she would be just reading another random book um, I don't know that people who live in the kind of tiny dirt shacks that these people seem to be living in would own written books so that just seemed very odd to me. On the flip side of that I will say that the village set that they have for like her tiny village is quite good the buildings do look like they were maybe thrown together over a long weekend they're sort of like um, dry stone huts with like thatched roofs that seem to be very small uh, and there's only about 10 of them in a row down like a kind of dirt um, track covered in straw Um, so it's a a pretty brave attempt at making a like physical set uh, for the village although it does look a little bit small and pokey Uh, Also, there are only about like eight people living in this village, but I guess that's explained by the fact that, you know, there's the plague and a bunch of people have died, which is a really good way to get away with having a really minimal cast. Alice is then approached by the priest when she's just in her house feeling sad about her mum being dead. And at first he does seem quite nice. He's brought her some apples. He says that the community needs to be together in their faith in the Lord through these trying times. And that he spoke to the cleanser and said that because she was young and emotional, she should be forgiven uh, the crime of concealing a plague victim. But then he's like, you should move in with me and become my wife because... God spared us both and clearly he wants us to be married and she spits in his face. Uh, she still hasn't really said anything at this point, but she she definitely makes her feelings known. And so he takes his apples back, much in the, the manner of a kid taking his ball and going home. And uh, he accuses her publicly of being possessed. So pretty clear things not going to go well for her. Around the 18 minutes in Mark, the priest gathers the town folk together and accuses uh, Alice of witchcraft. Her deceased father was apparently a doctor and he says that um, basically he, he blames that guy for the creation of the plague. Blames Alice for it as well because she hasn't been stricken with it, despite the fact that all the other young people have died and both of her parents and yet she remains unaffected Mary the kind of nice village lady stands up for her and tries to defend uh, Alice but the rest of the village pretty much not having it and the priest then says that he's going to test Alice for evidence of witchcraft Uh, the first test takes the form of her being asked to read the Lord's Prayer and she says nothing she completely refuses to speak even though at this point she has been shown capable because she did scream no when her mum was you know so she can speak but apparently for some reason is choosing not to which is kind of a cause of mystery throughout the story they then having obviously shown that she's failed to say the lord's prayer search her for the devil's mark it's not entirely clear whether they actually find one or not the priest then in private tries to get her to marry him and he will you know end the trials and she'll be spared she spits on him again because she's got balls of fucking steel uh, they then do a trial by water, which is the third trial. Uh, they don't like float her in that. They don't like tie her up and put her in the water. They also don't use a ducking stool. It's just two guys who just keep putting her head underwater and then yanking her out so she can be asked questions, which just seems like not a witch trial. It just seems like torture that you would normally do to someone. But there we go. Um, she still doesn't speak and the lady with the white head wrap aka victoria is clearly out for blood at this point she's like saying that they should just drown her and get rid of her evil but the priest says no she needs to confess first and i think he's still kind of sweet on her so he says that they're going to do trial by fire which is the fourth trial uh, and this is 28 minutes in it, basically she has to hold onto a stone that's been heated in the fire And then after three days, she will be checked for unnatural healing. Now, this is similar to a a trial that happens in a a book that I've reviewed called The Raging Quiet*. But in that story, it's flipped. And basically, you hold the hot thing. And then three days later, if the wound is festering, it shows that you are infected with evil and therefore a witch. So it seems like, you know, you're kind of damned if it's healed and damned if it's not. Alice pulls yet another fucking baller move at this point because the priest says you have only to confess and I will give you the bible to hold instead of this hot hot stone and she just holds her hands out towards the guy who has the hot hot stone so he gives her the stone and at this point her hands are then like tied up and she's put on a wooden cross in the the town center and left there for a bit And then Mary comes to see her, which is kind of similar to the story of the crucifixion, obviously, because, you know, she's on a cross suffering and someone called Mary has come to see her. And I kind of enjoyed that parallel. Uh, Mary apologizes and says that um, she didn't want it to go this far. And if she had known that it would escalate this quickly, she would have, you know, put on more resistant. And then Alice finally speaks and says that she's not a devil. And she tells Mary to let her down. And then Mary unties her so she can run away. So, as you can see, half an hour into the 90 minute movie, basically everything that happened on the cover has already occurred. Although the cover does make it seem like the cleanser is the one who puts her through these trials and does say that there are five trials, where I only counted four. So, a little bit of a hole there, but there we go. Alice runs off into the forest and is eventually sort of pursued by a sort of shadowy figure in the trees and then discovers a cottage with bone wind chimes which seems cool and is then unexpectedly chloroformed she wakes up and there's a a random guy who i at first thought was some sort of friar because he's wearing a brown robe but he just seems to be just a normal hermit man i don't know that we ever find out his name so i'm just going to refer to him as the hermit um he tends to her hands and like seems to be healing them he does chloroform her again because he said that she you know she's not ready to be awake But then when she does wake up again, he apologises for frightening her. He says that he has a lot he needs to protect in his house, which turns out to be his collection of stuff that he has amassed by travelling around the world as a trader. And he does offer her some stew in quite a funny moment because she comes out of the house like clutching this big knife and he's just sitting there with his back to her like, do you want some stew? it's venison we get a cut back to the villagers who have done a sort of search party to try and find alice but have been unsuccessful and are kind of happy that she's gone so they're not going to look into it too hard even though the priest kind of wants her to be found and brought back the hermit meanwhile introduces alice to some of the things that he has in his hut including a root which when burned the smoke produces visions And she has a vision of the cleanser stabbing her, which is concerning. Uh, He gets annoyed when she just randomly goes through some of his other stuff and she finds this pot of a very dangerous white powder, which he says was used in ship battles and that when it comes into contact with water is uh, kind of explosive and burns people uh, as well as, you know, wood and other stuff that it's put in contact with. I couldn't really work out what this powder was meant to be. Uh, I did a quick Google and... There are things that react with water, which are like sodium, lithium, potassium, various elements. Um, I thought maybe it was meant to be phosphorus, but you know, it's just a dangerous white powder. Let's just leave it at that. We get a little bit of backstory on the hermit who lost his daughter to the plague uh, and he couldn't cure the plague, so um, he believes that it was sent by the devil because God couldn't create something that was this horribly cruel. So it seems that even though he knows about all these, like, foreign substances and things that he's brought back he's still quite a credulous man and believes in the devil and god and all the rest of it Uh, but they kind of form a relationship where he starts teaching her these things that he's learned about herbal healing and all these compounds that he's brought back with him and because he's lost his daughter and she's lost his father they kind of fall into a a father-daughter relationship and get together and you know bond in a montage from this point on this is going to get quite spoiler heavy so if what I've told you so far has intrigued you to go and uh, watch this movie and I do suggest that you do go forth and watch it Uh, and in the meantime I'm going to sit here and, and, and tell you a little bit about the plot as it unfolds. A new character turns up we also never find out his name so I'm going to refer to him as the trader. He's a black guy he just kind of stumbles into the camp looking for food he has a brief tussle with the hermit but eventually this is diffused by alice just giving him some bread Uh, we find out that he is a a trader from the east who lost his horse uh, when it bolted with all of his stuff on it and he's hungry and alone and just generally pretty sorry for himself the hermit is very interested in this guy leaving as soon as possible he seems threatened by the presence of a stranger so they let him stay there for the night and then the hermit is like okay sure gone i'll give you a spare pair of trousers it then becomes clear that the trader has the plague they see that he has like the pock marks on him of the plague uh, and the hermit kind of loses it and escorts him from the camp at knife point uh fearing that he will um infect alice although straight after that the hermit reveals to alice that he is also suffering from the plague and he says that she isn't to worry because if she was going to get it by now she would have so clearly she's immune uh, and he's upset because he's obviously he's going to die soon but he wants her to face up to what she's running from before then and he wants to help her do that. This midsection of the film is where it kind of lost a bit of momentum for me because there's a lot of quite repetitive scenes of just Alice and the hermit guy hanging out doing herbal medicine stuff talking about their relative backstories Nothing really seems to be happening, but this at this point, the action does kick up again for the final third of the movie. So I think the middle part was just a lull in the action while we allow their characters to develop. It also allows for some exploring of Alice's character uh, and why she doesn't speak, even though she has been shown on several occasions to be able to. Uh, she says sort of by mutely responding with nods and shaking of heads to the trader that she can speak but she just chooses not to for various reasons the hermit guy in aid of helping her to face up to whatever it is she's running from gets her to eat the hallucinogenic smoke root so that she can go on a kind of i guess vision quest uh, i'm not really clear on what to call it but basically she, she's going to go to sleep and have some pretty wild dreams We then get a cut back to the village. The priest, who is apparently shacked up with the evil headscarf lady, um, is then visited by the cleanser. And uh, he tells the cleanser, obviously, that they discovered a witch and that she then escaped. And the cleanser decides to track down Alice and tells the priest to deal with Mary, who they have locked up in a cell for obviously helping Alice escape. We then get basically via this vision quest experience Alice's backstory and a lot of things about her suddenly become clear. She is in the woods she sees a man who she identifies as her dad he tells her it's time to stop running and then we go back to the waterfall and her with her massive head wound and the wooden pentacle that she found uh, from the start of the film and it's revealed that this is not a dream this is something that happened to her when she was messing about on the rocks and she fell apparently and got injured and when she goes to her dad she says that she was rescued by a woman under the waterfall who pulled her out of the water and gave her the pentacle and her dad freaks out makes her burn it tells her never to speak of this again and says that she's now forbidden from leaving the village Uh, at which point she yells at him and in typical teenage fashion says that she wishes he was dead and he then clutches his chest coughs up blood and dies on the floor pretty dramatic and at this point there's only 20 minutes left in the film so a lot of stuff needs explaining and working out and i'm still kind of hoping that she gets her revenge on the village and i was kind of feeling at this point that how this film ended was gonna affect very much how i felt about it because right up until this point it had been a pretty tense film but not a lot had happened it felt like we were building to something and depending on what that was was going to be pretty heavily related to how I felt about it and I'm pleased to report that a lot of things do get dealt with and basically everything gets wrapped up really neatly the film has quite a satisfying conclusion but there are a few trailing threads that uh, annoyed me a little bit and we'll get into that in a moment It appears that Alice is now out of her vision quest uh, just sort of walking through the woods although it took me a while to realise that we had returned to normal day-to-day proceedings. She finds a cave. Uh, I initially thought she'd gone to like a cave under the waterfall but it's just a cave in the woods and there she finds um, some evidence that someone's been living there and then discovers the body of the trader and uh, apparently she Deduces from this that he has been murdered as opposed to dying from the plague, uh, which wasn't clear to me because it was quite a short shot we had of his body, but she does uh, mention this later that he has been murdered. Shortly after this, she is pursued by the cleanser who appears to have found her somehow. Not clear on how big these woods are, but you know, it is explained how he managed to locate her. Um, She is chased back to the cottage where she eventually lights upon the white powder in the jar. She throws it on the cleanser and the dust makes him like cough and wretch, and he pulls off his mask to reveal, spoiler alert, that he is the hermit, which I kind of saw coming. I don't know from what point I saw it coming, but I think it was from when he turned up again, and you can see his eyes behind the mask, which Kind of led me to think that he was going to be revealed as being a person under there and not just this figure with a a mask on, uh, and that therefore he would have to be someone we knew of. And I kind of put it together with the idea of the hermit obviously going back to where he lives and not being around all the time and his pretty strong feelings about the plague, but it was still a pretty nice twist. He then calls her a witch and blames her for his daughter's death. Uh, And then she confronts him with the fact that he murdered the trader, obviously because the trader had the plague. So we've got some nice explanations coming here for the presence of the cleanser, the hermit's weird behaviour. We know why now that Alice is silent is because she believes that her words caused her father's death uh, and that somehow she had this power and caused the plague but you know it's pretty circumstantial evidence and at this point I was thinking oh it's uh an unfortunate misunderstanding she believes that she was responsible he thinks that she's responsible but basically they both just have the wrong end of the stick and then the film took a turn because in this confrontation he tells her to lift the curse she says that she can't um and then he goes to stab her and she holds up her hand and says like stop And there's like a weird kind of sound effect on her voice that makes it sound deep and weird. And he stops. So clearly something magical has happened. And it's not the fact that, you know, she just unfortunately said that she wished her dad was dead. And then he died of the plague right in front of her. She clearly has some kind of power and has used it here to stop herself being killed. She then says to him to take a cup of water that she's holding and to cleanse himself and obviously when he pours it on himself it reacts with the powder she threw on him and he kind of like gets acid burned to death. The next time we then see Alice she's just going into the wood with a big pack full of stuff and appears to have applied quite a lot of eyeliner with her fingers to just her general eye area and looks kind of scary and spooky. Uh, She then returns to her old village with this Bag which she is revealed to contain all the hallucinogenic roots, which she then burns, therefore, basically hotboxing the village into a bunch of hallucinations. She kills one guy, some of them have hallucinations and turn on each other. She gets the head wrap lady to drink something, I'm guessing a mixture of the white powder and water, which makes her like vomit blood. Uh, again, showing that she has this mysterious power to compel people to do things by talking to them. Once the priest is the only person left alive in the village, except for Mary, who is still locked up. She chloroforms the priest and he wakes up tied to the same cross where she was kept after her hands were burned. Um, He tries to interest her in salvation, saying that they have both sinned and that they should both seek forgiveness. Pretty big of him to to acknowledge the fact that he is not innocent in this. Um, But then she says that the devil didn't make her Uh, what she is he did um, implying that she doesn't really have a belief in the devil and we're still kind of unclear as to where these powers of hers have actually come from and to prove this she then recites the lord's prayer and then kills him so at least he died knowing that he was wrong so that's something she then rescues mary from the cell and she says something like the girl you knew is gone and mary says something like she's come back or she will come back it was unclear and i couldn't be bothered to rewind it And then the credits roll. Now the ending of the film to me was quite satisfying. It took an interesting twist. One when we found out that the hermit was also the cleanser and two when we found out that she did have these strange powers that she then uses a couple of times. Um, It kind of incorporates this idea of her exploiting this knowledge that she has about just chemical compounds to create these hallucinations in people and also these Um, mysterious burns where she like obviously blows the white powder on people and then wets them down so that's kind of where i thought the film was going to go with the fact that she's using science to exact a revenge that looks like magic but then also she has these magic powers from apparently this waterfall woman who saved her but that woman is never revealed to be a person she's never spoken of again we don't visit the waterfall to find out if she's still there or if she was ever there to begin with or if she was a hallucination and we never really find out the source of alice's powers i'm kind of okay with that being left up in the air but it is a little frustrating to have basically explored and explained everything else and then to have this twist at the end where it turns out alice does have real powers but then to not really explore where those come from, or how she acquired them, or how they work. So that was a little bit disappointing to me, and basically the only thing that I didn't like about the film, aside from the fact that she had that book at the beginning, and that kind of gave me a, a weird wobble as to the historical accuracy of that. All in all, I have to say it's a pretty cracking film. It was interesting, it kept me engaged with its sort of mysterious tense atmosphere. They've done a lot with what was quite obviously a very limited budget in terms of like the actual settings of the buildings that they have they look pretty good um they didn't really rely on a lot of cgi um with the hallucination effects at the end but what they've done has been implemented really really well and doesn't look cheap it looks really effective and is basically everything that i like cgi to be for instance there's a bit where a guy hallucinates that he sees this sort of witchy figure with glowing eyes and then it kind of drifts into ash on the wind that looks really good and is pretty good use of the cgi i think the rest of it is all done with like practical effects and i love those in terms of like the gore and the injuries to people that all works really well the acting is also really good um i didn't really recognize any of the actors from being in other things but they all like pull it off really well especially the priest he's really good so is the um the hermit slash cleanser and the main uh alice character the actress playing her apparently this is only her second role but she does a really, really good job, especially given that she has to convey quite a lot of emotion without actually delivering lines or speaking. So she does a really good job and it's quite a nice film to watch because of the uh, the good job that all the actors are doing, conveying everything that they need to. Given how recently this film came out I'm actually quite surprised I haven't seen more about it on like Instagram and stuff talking about it because it is as I said very similar to The Witch. A recent release uh, about witchcraft uh, and which isn't necessarily like demonising The Witch because she definitely has a lot of good reasons for doing what she does and yet I haven't seen like any buzz about this at all like on social media or like witchy accounts talking about it so It's pretty cool that I just randomly stumbled across this in Asda because otherwise probably never would have heard of it. And I do recommend it for obviously people who are fans of The Witch, uh, fans of films like Carrie where you know there's a character who has special powers who kind of avenges themselves at the end. Uh, It is quite an enjoyable film. I'm not sure it has a huge amount of like rewatch potential because a lot of it, a lot of the tension kind of relies on you not knowing what's going on and then once you've seen it once I feel like it would be a bit too slow to watch again but having said that it could be a, a pretty good on second watch to try and pick up on some of the mysteries see if there is uh, any reference to this waterfall woman that you know you missed on the first go through Which I'm not sure there is, but you know, it'd be interesting to see if there was something in there for picking up on on the second viewing. So, yep, definitely recommend The Cleansing if you can uh, find a copy. I'm not sure how widely released this was, but um, if I found it in Azda, there's probably a good number of copies just knocking around. So, definitely give it a shot, especially if it comes up on like Netflix or something for free. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I will be working through some more of my Oichi films and hopefully they will be as good as this one but um i i have to say a lot of them don't seem like they will be but uh we can but hope and uh in the meantime i'll see you in the next one bye